Welcome back to another episode of Dan's Den Podcast. My name is Dan Belanger, and today I have two guests with me, my girlfriend, Brandy McGrath, and my buddy, Matt Morocco. We have an interesting, open-ended conversation, and we cover a variety of topics, beginning with the train derailment and chemical spill that occurred in Ohio in February 2023. We speculate about the potential health effects and environmental impacts, and we'll play a short video that was put out by a local Ohio resident shortly after the accident reacting to the situation. We then discuss gene therapy and vaccine mandates and some of the occupational consequences. We'll hear Matt do a Christopher Walken impression, and then we reminisce about the classic Arnold's Pizza Shop. We end this chat contemplating what free will means to us, which we continue in our next episode. We have been making improvements with our equipment setup, so please keep that in mind as we continue to enhance the audio quality for subsequent episodes. Again, this is a casual chat. However, Dan's Den will also be releasing episodes related to health and wellness with many more topics to come. Please enjoy, and thanks again for listening. February 25th, 2023. Matt Morocco's in the house. Hello. Brandy McGrath's in the house. Hey, hey. We'll go from there. So Matt wanted to start today with talking about some current events, and he was excited because me and Brandy uh, live in caves <laughs> in that sense. They need me. For sure. No idea. It's oh. going to be the apocalypse. they will be the last ones to know. Definitely. Oh. And I'll be happy as fucking anybody. And unprepared. <laughs> True. Well, <laughs> True. We do want to learn, you know, hunting and gathering and farming and stuff like that. But, yeah, I don't know. I might want to just, like, die happily under my rock. I'm not sure. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> well, last week, uh, we were, Matt started talking to me about, uh, you know, the Chinese spy balloon. There's a lot of interesting shit going on now. We went off talking about fucking Joe Biden's old ass. And we, we just we, sure. we put the, the sense of, like, Joe Biden's response to the thing. Like, you know, I don't old Joe's not fucking doing it himself but like we put, we put him as the figurehead so not knowing anything about that was interesting kind of went off on some topics about spies and what that is you can see the strings <laughs> when he goes out there and talks you can see the strings um, <laughs> whoever's controlling him for fucking Biden <laughs> yeah. yeah Um. so I don't know you got um, you got your phone over here now what's, what's yeah uh, so something else interesting that happened recently and it's a big deal going to be some ramifications for quite some time. So I guess it was in New Palestine is the name of the city in Ohio and a train car, a giant train car carrying a whole bunch of shit chemicals and stuff blew up, exploded and like covered the sky. So let me read the official report. We'll go there. We'll we'll keep it. We'll take my uh, horrible newscasting out of it. (laughs) Your editorial. Yeah. So the NTSB, whoever that is, the NTSB report found that one of the train's cars carrying plastic pellets. So this is how it, this is what caused it. They found the cause. At first, we didn't know because it was just a disaster. It was just an 18 car destruction, fires, etc. So this is what happened. What caused it? Didn't know what it was. People afraid of terrorist attack. A lot of talks of people like just a crazy person just fucking with the rails because our rails are they're not guarded by anything you know oh like for the cause of it that like yeah like yeah the the causation of what what caused it but so this is the causation they know at least what happened so report found one of the train cars carrying plastic pellets was heated by a hot axle that sparked the initial fire as the temperature of the bearing got hotter the train passed by two wayside defect detectors that did not trigger an audible alarm message because the heat threshold was not met at that point. Um, a third detector eventually picked up the high temperature, but it was already too late by then. So now, so this was 100% preventable, right? It crashed, 
And this is, so the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, they sent out a letter to the Norfolk Southern Railroad Company. Oh, that's actually who did the report. That's where NSRC comes from. Yeah. Um, so in they found five toxic chemicals found in the air, soil, or water surrounding the crash site. So they include vinyl chloride, butyl acrylate, ethylene glycol, isobutylene, and ethylexyl acrylate. So five chemicals. What they did with the vinyl chloride, they already knew that that was gonna be extremely dangerous to the soil. So their first response was to burn it off. So they put it into the air, basically. They were like, we don't want it in the ground. So we'll just send it upwards. Hopefully your lungs don't mind. Now, what mm-hmm. I wish was, I wish I knew more about, so these are words for things I mean, that we some of know those, about. Right, I was going to say, like two or three of those I've heard like or read in ingredients in lots of shit. Yeah, like butyl acrylate, I think, is butane. Like I think it's like butane fuel fuel or something. Like that. And ethylene glycol yeah, is what that I see all is, the is in gasoline. It's one of the okay. things listed. You ever see the breakdown? It says there's is no Is that where it is? I'm no reading lead. it at the gas pump? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I've seen that. You've seen ethylene <laughs> glycol there. So, yeah, that was interesting. And then now one last interesting piece, what would you say? Kind of the shock value of it or the more mm-hmm. interesting piece, the entertaining piece where... So these are reports from individuals... Um, and we'll be able to see the video here in studio for you guys listening at home. You'll be able to hear, you'll be able to hear the audio uh, once yeah, I get it started here. Definitely bring it a little bit closer to the mic. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, before I start it, and we'll then explain what you're seeing. Um, but what this is is so he's in. He's going to say the state. He's like a city, a, a, a town over from East Palestine where this happened. Okay. And all of a sudden, there's these black clouds that roll through, and they. I mean, it's debatable if they're normal storm clouds, but he's filming it, and they do look kind of suspicious, and this is what he's saying. These aren't, these aren't storm clouds. This is the fucking shit that they burn off, the fucking shit they burn off in East Palestine. This is not fucking storm clouds. Look at it. I didn't know it was Alex Jones. This is over sure. Darlington. Yeah, and dogs all riled up. So there was reports of that too, of dogs dying suddenly. Definitely looks pretty ominous. We, we watched a video, but that just seems like a, a local resident, you said, just kind of in his yeah. backyard. And yeah, and that's what's been kind of toted around. Their local news is probably saying, don't worry about it. it. And, yeah, he, yeah. and he's like, you know, he's the, the man is like, trying to get us. Well, he, yeah, he sounded a little manic. He's a little concerned yeah. for sure. Well, I, mean, I mean, from the videos, honestly, it does kind of look like normal storm clouds, right? I mean, what if what if storm clouds in Ohio always look like right, this? right? I mean, just the fact—it's well, just some funky storm. The right? only thing compelling about this particular video is how passionate the dude is, which could lead you to believe that like what he's seeing is clearly not. Listen, but you I, can see what he's seeing. Is, I want to go to that guy's Facebook page, and I want to see, and I want to go to his YouTube channel, and I want to see if he's not posting conspiracy theory fucking panic. Yeah. <laughs> where were you the day they stormed? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, right in front right? every freaking week he's out here posting about this and that he's probably that guy which doesn't mean that he's wrong so who knows one so it was a freight train where there was like and this freight train was plastic pellets okay, and this one okay. was a gas and this one was like some sort of 
liquid. I'm going to do a quick Google search Okay. while we're talking here and try to... And is it stuff that we're like already exposed to all the fucking time anyways? Or well, that's, that's, is there an extra concern? So you know eth- what I mean? ethylene glycol is found in antifreeze. That's promising. Hy- hydraulic brake fluids. That's always good. Plastics, films, cosmetics. Is so, it harmful to humans? Ethylene glycol poisoning through ingestion can cause non-cardiogenic pulmonary edema and ARDS. Ethylene glycol poisoning can cause dysrhythmias and heart failure. Ethylene glycol toxicity is characterized by an osmolal gap and metabolic acidosis with an elevated anion gap, whatever that means. Um, So yeah, so that one sounds a little bit harmful. Doesn't sound like the... Yeah, but Best it's in it's in cosmetics, so it's already something that we are, many of us are probably willingly or right. unknowingly putting on our body and having absorbed into. Right. But right. probably in millions time more concentration. Uh-huh. Well, the tough thing about, you know, it makes sense for this, for that dude, the reaction of like, hey, we don't know what this is. This is scary. But when these spills happen, like we have engineers and, and chemists and bio, biochemists come in and. Yeah. They they would know like if this is the best thing to do and it sucks if the alternative is we don't want to go into the ground changes the chemical structure it's not going to be great to breathe in but right. if it's diffusing in the air that's different you know I don't know I'm not yeah. than being absorbed into the ground and no, getting and I'm into not saying, yeah, and I'm not here to say that it's anything going on I'm just present like that's what the things yeah. were some claims you see like that one guy as an example it's obviously a loud example of people who are saying you know this that could be you know we do sure certainly we do have entire agencies that job is to uh, you know take care of these things but I think we might think they're more a little adept than you know we give them credit just take the Flint Michigan water issue mm-hmm. where you know that isn't that still going on isn't that like still a I'm problem sure it you is. Know what I mean? so like and that was like years before we even heard about it exactly exactly and yeah so still, something like that's a good example that sounded like at the time like it was known about earlier on, but like pe- somebody was trying to either save costs or labor or some mm-hmm. shit, and yeah. it's just like the short term now. But then yeah. millions of people get affected by it, and then it's like now it's this whole problem that's out of control. Right. So one of the things. So this might be. So like it really the reason why I thought this would be the good of all the things going on that this would be today's current event <laughs> presentation <laughs> was that it has the potential to be one of those things that you're going to hear about. 20 years so some people were like it's the modern day Chernobyl like these are like experts I who, saw something about that yeah, yeah. I didn't read any these, articles or anything these but. type of chemicals like these are like industrial agents that like yeah sure maybe once processed in a minute in a minute amount in uh, makeup or something it's fine but in its raw form being mm-hmm. transported you know um, so it's going to be the reason why I wanted to present it it's probably one of those things that in 10 years if we're still doing this I'm going to suddenly be like, today's thing is, remember when that train crashed? <laughs> well, now babies have fucking eight limbs and four, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you'll, we won't, yeah, it'll be slightly, that's what I think it's interesting. slightly after all the weird shit that happens from the experiment with this uh, gene therapy that we've been going through the last year and a half. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's fine now. And then, but right. we, we know that they hijacked the term vaccine, so we would all be like, all right, you know, vaccines are generally... We know what they are, but if we were coming from the approach of, um, hey guys, we're gonna do this gene therapy, 
people would be like, whoa. Yeah, and the dirtiest part about that was not the branding of like them trying to brand it as a vaccine, which was the main, no, was not the main, which was one of the motivations was, you know, to make it it's more palatable if you know it, if you've known as a vaccine as opposed as, you know, a gene mutation therapy, whatever, gene. Yeah, right? gene, gene, gene therapy. Gene is what therapy, whatever. Um, but one of their main motivations, and this was one of the real dirty things, was that they had to, it had to be classified as a vaccine. For them to do what they did, they used some emergency, you know, whatever. Emergency that, youth authorization. Right, so. which only applied to vaccines, not gene yeah. therapy. So this had to be called a vaccine if they were going to, if that's the card they were going to play. Yeah. You know what I mean? To get it out to everyone. Yeah. So. And that's, the, that's, that's manipulative. That's, of course. Know. And that's the same like loophole or whatever you want to call it that they use to enforce it for uh, military members for a little bit. Because Naval Station here, I work in a sports medicine clinic, so we get to see kind of, you know, some of the things that these uh, potential officer candidates that are going through their boot camp. There was a point where everybody coming in, that, that's part of your in, in um, onboarding process, is that they're going to give you the, the, you know, two shots of the vaccine, um, unless you came in with proof. That's subsequently been, got rid of that, so, um, but it's pretty crazy that, people were kicked out and forced to separate from the military in certain circumstances and now that that's been reversed they're trying to figure out like not only allowing them to come back in but changing like what they call like the uh the classification of their discharge mm. because certain ones dude if if they worded a certain way like a, a general discharge or even a dishonorable discharge you get denied your benefits afterwards so imagine that, like somebody doing a, a career with doing everything the right way, serving the yeah. country, Jeez. and then, you know, didn't want to do this experimental thing, uh, and then you get your benefits ripped away, and then, and then to have it turned around and say, like, okay, yeah, we did an overreach, we shouldn't have been enforcing this, and then, you know, I, I don't know where that ends now, I don't know where they've gone with that, if they're re-entitling re them people to the benefits but it's such a wild place. I mean, hopefully they are. Yeah, we saw this even before that. Nurses getting fired for Ugh, not wanting crazy. to do it after a year of being on the front lines and you're Well, heroes. they didn't get fired, you know. They, they just weren't allowed to set foot on the premises of their work. So that is considered, I think... So they would lose their jobs. Yeah. Well, it's considered, I think, basically like a quit. Like you quit. You chose, you don't want this. Or right. probably a, it might have been a layoff. It's a good question. I wonder how... Well, yeah. But they even collect unemployment. What do they put in their resume? Are they eligible for rehire? Like, yeah, there, there was a lot of. They get it depends this? on the the agency, but some were, you know, they didn't use the word fired, but it's like it's the same thing of uh, if if you don't agree to these terms, you can't come here. So like, it's just yeah. At that point, semantic. Yeah, but the control on that is so scary. A precedence where some governing agencies can decide what people have for jobs yeah, and say no. that this is essential this isn't and uh -huh. working towards the place where you're becoming reliant on the state because it seems great for any person to just get a thousand dollars for no reason and it's tax-free but what happens when a, another another pandemic comes up and we know we've uh, we've established this thing and now it's like okay now everybody's reliant on the state and what happens when those checks don't come and you can't go to work uh, i mean that that's just obviously an extreme version but we get caught up here in america thinking that that could never be 
but we're, we're the exception in most of the world that we don't have just having the freedom to talk about this stuff and do it you don't do that any like in most other places yeah but it's i mean there's there's two sides to the coin where you look i mean look at the patriot act too where like you know that was something that you know it was implemented because it was going to increase security and ability to track whatever's going on but it can then after being implemented be taken advantage of and be used for malicious because and, and kind of what happened all of a sudden now the nsa was listening to everybody's stuff and blah 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 and it all started 9-11 Patriot Act you know we need to find the terrorists we need you know and yeah. then it strips a freedom and we give up a freedom yeah man and we but, think that like the Patriot Act is like pages and pages there's so much shit written into it but as a general public we think oh stop terrorism great but it gives law enforcement the right to if they suspect that you're a terrorist you have no right you would have to then get legal defense to say that to, to not, prove that your suspicion of my terrorism is unfounded well, but and once, would but, you even have the ability exactly. to get that you legal see the defense. loophole you see right. that you, like, they could decide that so like that that's the thing is that, like, no, you don't have the rights to prove you're not a terrorist right, because we think you're a terrorist and you have no rights yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait what so, so that that's the the slippery slope that goes down where it seems like it's good to have these things in place but they're setting up these structures so that any minute you can pull these strings away and then you don't have the freedom to pull. for a while they're doing um you know covid vaccines to get on a flight what happens when it's just like now Southwest has this contract with far, Big Pharma that says, unless you have this, you can't get on, or you can only go to these states because these states are saying you can't come here. Then the furthest example of that is- I mean, is, yeah, but that would be just such a bad move for an airline. Not if you're getting paid by a billionaire company they, where you don't really care about customers anymore. Right, but they'd have to, I mean, again, where does where does that end? Like. You have to get vaccinated. Do you have to then get boosted? Are we still playing the game of like one vaccine, you're good for life? Or do you have to show proof of a booster every six months, 12 months, three months if you're high risk, blah, blah, blah. Them to make that contract worthwhile. I mean, I know they have billions of dollars, maybe trillions of dollars. I don't fucking know, but that would have to be a lot of money because now you're saying for however you know long we're gonna make this contract for, that we're gonna lose the airline all that money from those people who aren't getting vaccinated. Yeah, but then it's like, how bad do you want to travel? Well, I'll just go fly that other airline that's not forcing people for, to get vaccinated, or I'll drive. Yeah, for for now until they all decide to do that. Yeah. Right, or or the governing body steps in and requires them all to do it and then now there's no choice yeah. which it seems like we're far past that but now. like right right like, but it, like it seems been, like that might have been a possibility for for a minute but yeah. i think we're far past but that. the structures are in place that if they want to start doing that we it's established it's it's underground right now well that's what that that brings us to how do we weigh its current what is served now with the risk that it could potentially come down and how does does the one decide the risk of of you know how it can be taken how it can be manipulated or taken advantage of further down the road because like i said with these things the conspiracy theorists their train of events the way it happens is this is right off the bat created as a malicious thing and i don't fully right, believe that right, right. i believe there's a purpose they have sometimes you know maybe they don't have the best of intentions but 
generally speaking, they have you know they are trying to serve a purpose. Like, hey, we right. got this disease. I agree with you. you know, and then people start seeing how companies and and governments start seeing how they can take advantage mm-hmm. of what's put in. So then, if if we're going to assume that's true, if we're going to agree that that's what's happening, how do we? How do what scales do we get where we weigh those two options out of like you know the safety it provides now and again COVID is not the best example because we learned that we overstepped boundaries but let's mm-hmm. just assume it was something where that was necessary and killing those businesses were necessary and with that situation how do we decide which is the right choice do we choose like yes we need this now this is the priority we'll deal with what comes later or is it one of those things, you know, once you give up that right, there's no taking care of it later. It's gone. Just like with the Patriot Act. You can't, you have no right. You can't defend, you can't go to trial to say you're not a terrorist. It's already gone. Mm-hmm. So there's no rebuting that. You know what I mean? Like you can amend it, whatever. But what's, how do we, how does a society do we determine in future situations which scale weighs heavier? Yeah. And which we need to do. That's kind of super complicated. There's a lot of stuff to that. It's interesting though because it's like even back then we're talking like you know summer 2020 when this was, we, we weren't thinking about long-term economic effects about shutting down businesses. Some the business owners were. They're like, wait a minute, mm. like this is all I have. Economists were. Yeah, there was talks about it. It was. I think it was definitely being considered. Yeah, because that was what the delay was, right? Yeah. They didn't want to yes. have this big economic impact of having these businesses shut down, any businesses, for any right. period of time. So maybe if they had made that decision earlier and pulled the trigger on that, who knows if it could have actually made a difference. But because they waited so long, by the time they did it, it's like, well, but you're right, the fuck do you expect now? You're the, just... the days and the thems, like we know it was not a united front that said like, if, if they pull the trigger earlier, right? Like, what do we mean by that? Well, I, were, I was just saying that, that example of shutting down the businesses. Because they were hesitant, like, is or, this the know, right move? Like, do we need a, to do this for What help? did we have? Who, uh, who's they, though? Because, like, lo- local communities didn't necessarily want that. No, but I think, I guess yeah, it was... Yeah, I was just the, talking about the... Senators and... Whoever and, decided it, when it got decided... I'm saying those yeah, people, whoever who made that the, decision, who, I, don't I don't this know. This is part of the yeah. problem. Is like we don't know Who's who that is. Right. What if it was uh, Rupert Murdoch who made the decision, not uh, Trump or a congressman? Yeah, or, I mean, we, we already know, like, politically that, like, there's so much shit going on behind the scenes that... Well, what does it matter who made that decision? Like, right now for this context. Well, Because who has the authority to do this? Yeah, if there's a, if there's a malicious... Okay. yeah. So we did agree, though, like initially, like we're saying, like that that malicious thing isn't there. You know what I mean? But it could be. We make that assumption. We defined it just because it it gave us a, a flat playing field to discuss the topic on. But of course, that doesn't mean that there's not, you know, that from its onset and birth, there wasn't right off the bat someone who, you know, some malicious entity or enterprise, and was sure the opportunity had the foresight to be like, yo, let's lock shit down. I mean, I could see motivation. If I was a big corporation who competed with mom and pop shops, I would be like, let's shut it down yeah. now. Of course. Amazon. Shut it down because I'm going to be Walmart. just fine. Right, right. And mom and pop who sells those wrenches are fucked. Mm-hmm. And their so. customers have to come back to me. 
Right. And government. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the U.S. government will bail me out if I go too far under. That's you know? why Applebee's and, and businesses like that are still fine. And they shut down all the private fucking locally owned things because they don't have the financial backup to do that. So you, while initially you're right, I don't believe either that there was an ill intent to, to purposely shut these businesses down. But... As this time goes on and everybody's still panicking and arguing about all this stuff as a general public, there, there's, there has to absolutely be a, a smaller class, again, I don't know who these people are, but that are like the, the CEOs and the stakeholders and the, the stock market holders that are kind of like, yo, this could be a good business opportunity. Oh, for sure. Why and taking not? advantage, like you guys were saying before, right? But that's scary. I would hate to see this country lose that aspect of that small business owner. Because that was really, I mean, that's that's part of the reason why we had such a strong middle class. That's the reason, you know what I mean? And now mm-hmm. with the elimination of that, you get the owner of Walmart and then the fucking greeter at the door. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? There's nothing in between. There's no room for anyone to be up to where you got a manager. Even that manager is just above the fucking poverty line. So If that. If Probably that, not even. That. And, this, yeah. and this, this pandemic, you know, fueled that further along. Big corporations is what kind of fuels the day-to-day. There's some mom-and-pop shops, but for the most part, in the big cities, it's big corporations. And that's what all my life I strived for, like, you know, what corporation, what business do I want to work for? And never even crossed my mind because it's not in our culture Mm. here on the East Coast that, like, what business do I want to own someday? Own or do? What do I want to create? What do I want to be? I never heard someone of my peers think along those lines. I never heard an adult plant that seed right. in my head nope. a teacher nothing no. but I bet if I you agree. go to a different part of the country it's 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 there yeah you know, but how much is it yeah. how much Families is it pass still? on your farming business right. or, or all right. that or, or whatever it is part of yeah. that is, is a, a general miseducation for our whole communities and but for generations because like our parents didn't know about owning businesses how would they talk to yeah. us about that yeah I mean, it's, my, a, well, it's embedded in that's why I brought in the the yeah. region it's embedded in the you know what I mean our yeah. location and you can only see what you know yeah. so you can't imagine this whole thing that that reminds me too like the the whole in this transition with uh, internet and, and video and all of that where oh shit people start businesses out of their living room starting with what we're doing now yeah. but they have this um, somebody or sparked their idea or like we were talking about like the whole imitation thing uh-huh. when you start off uh-huh. oh I'm just going to copy that that protocol or that setup because it works that can go both ways where okay you're not being authentic and you're just chasing money that's one thing but if you find a business model and figure out how to do what you love the money is going to come that's just what it is we know that there's there's always going to be a market for passion and truth like i fully believe that when you come in and you have that that energy and good intent behind it it's going to land where it needs to land years ago trying to pick up the guitar because I grew up loving music there's it's it's embedded in my DNA but I pick it up and holy shit it's fucking hard I want to <laughs> I want to be Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin tomorrow yeah. this sucks why am I even doing this put it down I'm embarrassing it rather than like I could be a little bit better tomorrow um, than I am today and then even furthering that down more I'm enjoying it right now right. in this moment yeah it's yeah. not about the outcome right. the, the, it, I mean we all know like the whole 
life is a, a journey thing rather than mm -hmm. getting to the destination. Sure, it's a bumper sticker. We get that. That's a, a general phrase. <laughs> Christopher Walken do any rock songs? He's, if he's a rock star, I can do him. <laughs> I can him. Oh, man. We I can would... invite him onto the podcast. Would you want to interview the man Walken himself? I, I, I want to do a, a, a quick 60-second <laughs> interview with Christopher Walken. I can't even imagine how that would go. But what would that sound like? Christopher Walken, welcome to Dan's podcast in Rhode Island. How did you get here? <laughs> oh, no. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. What am I doing here? <laughs> I was told I was going to be on the Joe Rogan show. <laughs> the second rate shit here. You're not a Joe or a Rogan. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so that's it. We're, we're gonna we're gonna save the, the the next impression for when Matt's got headphones on and he can. Really I can't wait feedback. to have uh, Christopher Walken back on the show. No, uh, yeah, I think he could probably. I'm sure we could invite Mr. Schwarzenegger. Mr. Schwarzenegger. So I, I want to Schwartz. If if I had a uh, if we had this um, like a YouTube channel, this is where you put Christopher Walken on the thumbnail on the beginning of the episode. Yeah, and, and he has nothing to and, do with it. Yeah. And then the next day I get sued, but at least I get a couple <laughs> clicks out of it. Exactly. That's, That's the, the good shit. I think we want to be clear and transparent. Fuck that. Play the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> I want clicks. Smash that link and subscribe button, everybody. <laughs> I know. They don't even have a button to click. And subscribe <laughs> no, there's nothing to anyone to well, click. Well, they might. Yeah, click something for us. <laughs> yeah, no, you can hear my get little to, mouse Get to click. clicking over yeah, there. This is what it would one. sound like when you subscribe. <laughs> Click. <laughs> Clickety-clack. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to figure out. You must out. get out. Get <laughs> out. I've already subscribed to this. And they just started. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the content I was promised. <laughs> I too was told Joe would be here. <laughs> Who are you? And what is your name of your podcast? <laughs> what is the overall goal? <laughs> now nah, we, we talk about the... I mean, I don't... That, that whole impression coming from the recording of Arnold's Pizza Shop. Oh, I was like, it still holds up, man. Oh, it's still oh, it yeah. totally still holds up. Have I you? had never seen it, and Dan showed it to me probably well over a year ago now, and I was dying laughing, but then Dan's impression of that guy's impression of Arnold <laughs> is one of my favorite things in the entire world, and sometimes I'll just say, like, do the Arnold and I think a couple months ago he was like you guys it's not even like <laughs> hey, Tim, he's like it's not even an impression of Arnold that you want you want me to do an impression of a guy doing an impression of Arnold I'm like I know but you do it so good yeah I don't know that, that's a classic skit that's man. so and funny it's he's just some dude pepperoni I think is like the first line I'm like yeah right now I'm yeah. hunting pepperoni yeah and you can hear his boys in the background fucking giggling and up. laughing and a couple times he has to gather himself yeah <laughs> Maybe yeah, you it's a voicemail for a pizza shop with right off the bat is sucks because you're calling to order pizza and you have to leave a message. <laughs> it starts off like, thank you for calling Arnold's Pizza Shop. I'm not here right now. I'm out killing pepperonis or something like that. He does some wild shit. And, and I don't know, they turn out to be like a two minute thing, but it's fucking hilarious, dude. He's like, if you want something stupid on your pizza, like pineapple or broccoli, shut up with the broccoli. Who wants broccoli anyway? And he's like, so, so leave your name, your number, serial number, whether you are susceptible to any diseases. How tall you are. Yeah, how tall you are. Your serial number, that's the favorite part, because he's a goddamn robot. <laughs>
And he's like, and I'll call you back. Maybe I deliver you pizza. Maybe I punch you through your head. Uh, it's, it's fucking classic. But that's it's one, so like, good. you give it a few months off or a couple of years, put that shit back on. That's hilarious. Or oh, to show someone new. That's oh, what really yeah. does. Someone who hasn't God. seen it. They shut up with the broccoli because we, we like broccoli, broccoli and we eat a lot of broccoli. So yeah. he'll just randomly do that for me and it just warms my heart because I love it so much. Yeah, and you can just, any any random ingredient or food piece, you can just... What does he say? What what the what the fuck is, is it the broccoli or is it the pineapple? What the fuck is pineapple anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> All our pizzas come with pepperoni and nine millimeter bullets. <laughs> it's just like it's like the hardest shit ever. Like that's what the goddamn Terminator eats is fucking nine millimeter bullets. Let's go. But this guy replaced the Statue of Liberty with a fucking picture of, of the Terminator just <laughs> holding a pizza, an M sixteen, and in that fucking dope ass trench coat. Oh yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I fucking want to sail. Across the country, too. That's the type of shit you fucking <laughs> flee your country for, right there. Yeah, exactly. I want to be a refugee for that statue. I don't know. Yeah, you know, so I, we'll get. I'll get caught up sometimes in complaining about all the little shit in America, but just the fact that we can do this type of shit and illusions of freedom are slowly dwindling and <laughs> getting pulled back into the the black hole. But we're seeing behind the curtain. Yeah, this whole thing is just enjoying our time. So that's like the whole goal. I, I love the setup of this little podcast we're doing because we talked about before we started recording, like there's just something about having microphones in front of us and, and this that makes it a little bit more like, hey, this is more than just us right now. Who knows where it's going? You know, yeah. we'll be able to share this with friends and family, but I mean... It's, it's, I it's, want to start listening to these edited, very, you know oh what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, I'm listening to some other assholes podcast. <laughs> the gym. What the fuck? We got content right here. Let's go. Well, yeah. and like we said um, last week or the week before, that you know this is what we would do anyways yeah. if we were just hanging out. Like, yeah, it's yeah a little bit more formalized, right? And you'll have to like yeah. you know you have to set up a little bit. You have to yeah. talk about background for Be stuff a little bit because yeah. you know not everyone knows like the inside joke or where we're from or whatever. But like right. other than that, what we're talking about and how we all are like this is just regular. This is just yeah. what we would be doing, yeah. hanging out. Yeah, for the, the, the and that's dynamics. fucking cool to me. Mm-hmm. The dynamics of us three. Mm-hmm. This is what we've already been always doing. Yeah, me and you for fucking. Years and years and years, yeah. Decades. Yeah. Multiple decades. All experience that. I've done that myself where I get too caught up in the infinite possibilities and how exciting it could be in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But until we take action, it's just like it feels so good to keep that stuff in the future because I haven't failed at it yet. So it's interesting. And and even just with the stuff we come up up with so far, there's things to extract from that that it's like, yo, that's... I want to do that. That's what it is, dude. So circle back. It's, yeah, you know, for sure. Just because for the sake of not the podcast, our conversations, mm-hmm. we never get the opportunity to be like, yo, even run that twenty minutes back. Where were we? We get back in the mind. Yeah. And continue. We always start off fresh. You know, we start a whole new thing. That'd be amazing. Hell yeah. That's what it's about, man. And um, an, an interesting part, something we were talking about last time that maybe we could elaborate for a few. We, last time we were, I, I was, we were talking about this this piece from this. Uh, kind of meditation app where we're oh, yeah. talking about the the idea of uh we started getting onto like the idea of a of a creator and a story in the yeah. sense of oh yeah yeah 
Yeah, so just to refresh on that, I was describing to, to Matt, um, I was listening to another story from Brother <laughs> Ali, who's one of my, my favorite hip-hop artists, but he has a, a podcast where he was interviewing somebody talking about um, the, the process of, of being an author and a writer and creating. Um, so they're making this novel, um, and the author's talking about the, the struggle that it is to create this character and like, you know, you know this whole timeline of what this character is going to be, right? So you, you start developing this, this storyline and you have to create all these challenges and, and show um, just kind of real life scenarios of for the person to get through this to show how courageous and brave and strong they are. Like you can't, you can't just have these qualities. You have to come up with some resistance. So with that being said, the, the author was talking about, I, I, I know that I have to put them through this, but it's because I love this character. And for me to be able to bring out the, the strength within them, I have to put them through this horrible shit. And it's crazy thinking about that in the sense where if, if we don't look at it as somebody writing a book and then we, we look at our own existence here, we can't rule out the fact that like, what, it, what would it be like if, if there was an author or a creator to our story? And then I, I touched on how that can make me feel super anxious in the sense sometimes of like, does that mean that I have, there, there's no control, there's no creativity to this whole thing. Um, so we started kind of going on that rant. I, I wanted to further on the, the prospect of if that was true one way or the other, so that there's a story that somebody else is writing if you knew about that, how would that change how we live our lives? So it's a big question. Obviously, we're not going to be able to answer that in a couple sentences. But I'm curious what your perception is of like, what would you change? If we came to the discovery mm-hmm. of that our story was written, or you could say predetermined, however you want to word it. And we were, I think we were going to let Brandy weigh in on her perspective, because me and you had kind of given ours initially. Thank you for checking out this episode of Dan's Den Podcast. If you like any of this, please subscribe, rate, share it. And this conversation is going to be picked up in another episode here. Thanks again for listening.